listening to Jen Follows. As you know, it's a podcast where I interview the people who I follow on social media. I'm joined here today by Pam Price. Hey. Hey, girl. Is your last name still Price? Technically, no. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I introduced you incorrectly. <laughs> For business, I still go by Price just because people know me, but Smith is my legal last name. I'm here with Pam Price Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually started following you on social media because we worked together a very, very long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Are I, we going to go there? <laughs> I think so. I think we need to tell the people why we follow each other on social media totally. or, or yeah, why we, we do follow each other. Um, so Pam and I used to be Red Bull girls. <laughs> Confessions. <laughs> Confessions of a Red Bull girl. Um, and I don't know, should we tell everyone? I don't even know if we're allowed. We might get like a cease and desist if we, Stop. If we share. <laughs> I don't think Red Bull will care. But I actually do have a funny story to tell you. So when I was living in Cape Town, I was working at an event. It was like um, a, a sports event. I had to go and interview some athletes and there were Red Bull girls there. And I think, what are they called now? They're called like, is it the Wings team now? Or because when we were the Red Bull girls, we were a mobile energy team. I, I don't even right? know, to be honest. Anyways, I think we were a mobile energy team, and then it changed to Wings. And so these girls, I was like, oh, you guys are on the Wings team. When I was a Red Bull girl, it was the mobile energy team. And they looked at me like I was the oldest person on earth. They were like, oh, OK, that must have been a really long time ago. <laughs> yeah, well, it was. It was How a long, long ago, was it? <laughs> it was like 14. over 12 years ago, like 14. 14 yeah. At least a decade. 14 years ago. Over a decade ago, <laughs> we were Red Bull girls, like OG Red Bull yeah, girls. For sure. We were the first ones, I think, well, at least in Toronto. Were we? I was one of the first, uh, yeah, like recruits in the team. Well, here you go. Confessions of OG Red Bull girls. You have to say something. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite shifts was we actually, I can't remember what resort we went to, but we went to, I think it was Mount St. Louis Moonstone, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, um, that makes sense. We drive for like two hours and we went snowboarding and we got paid to go snowboarding and we were given money to buy food and drinks and we literally just like paid, got paid to party all weekend. It was insane. Yeah, the paid to <laughs> party life. That was a clean life. story. That was a clean story. <laughs> the, the paid to party life was cool. We used to also, they used to give us money to go to the bars and order like different Red Bull drinks to make sure they were getting made correctly, right? Yeah. Did but you ever get one of those? Were we supposed shows? to be drinking? That part I wasn't clear about. It, that was unclear. That was an unclear part of the job description. <laughs> they just said use the money and go and buy alcohol. They never said drink it, don't drink it. But we and we were not driving at the time. I just want to say that. Yes. We were taking cabs. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we consumed Red Bull like it was water. So. Yeah. I don't know how we didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> I started to become immune to it actually at one point. It was pretty bad. But yeah. 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 Now they have all the flavors. When we were Red Bull girls, I remember they were like, we'll never change the flavor. Yeah, or we'll never change the can size or anything like that. And but look at them. They did it all. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was super fun. It was like one of my most memorable stages of my life. Like it was good times um, at that period in my life for sure. What was your most memorable moment as a Red Bull girl? Oh my God. Oh, most memorable? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. 
I just remember like a lot of, I was in like a party phase in my life as well, right? Like I was, that was my jam. So a lot of it was a little blurry to be honest. But <laughs> um, we had another event. I think we went, oh, oh my God, what was it called? We went to Windsor and it was like an air, something to do with airplanes. It was like it an was air like show. Red Bull. The, the air, air show. That was legit. That, that was, was legit. I remember that. So that was so crazy. We used, <laughs> we went to like the casino every night. We did many shots. I don't I don't even remember what so happened. Fun. We had cabins. I don't know. It was sick. Cabins? Or no. Maybe we that were staying was staying in a that, hotel. Maybe that was the skiing, the snowboarding. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it was a little blurry. <laughs> I remember. I have a picture on my Facebook actually of us. I'm pretty sure that we're in it and two other girls. Um, outside a casino in Windsor on that I weekend. don't even remember going to the casino, to be honest. Well, it was a long time ago. One <laughs> <laughs> too many vodka Red Bulls, too. It was a long time ago. So, And when we used to make Red Bull, I mean, this is like turning into an advertisement for Red Bull right now. There was vodka like Red Bull. I don't think it's like that anymore. Like, sorry, the girls, girls. Yeah, it's yeah. not as fun as it was. <laughs> and we didn't have, like, they didn't track our GPS or anything, so they, like, didn't really know what we were doing. They didn't have the technology to track us, <laughs> so we could just do whatever we wanted. I used to drive home and go to bed. Yeah. We definitely, <laughs> had, we definitely had a few naps on the shift. The problem with the Red Bull car is that you can't hide it. And a lot it's of so times true. people would, like, call and be like, hey, I saw the Red Bull car, like, parked up at so-and-so's house for, like, five hours. What were those girls doing? Maybe we were on foot. <laughs> Maybe we parked up, wanted to save gas, and we were on yeah, foot. we were. We definitely were. That's exactly what was happening. <laughs> just, like, we just, I used to always show up to my friends' parties with, like, ten cases of Red Bull. Yeah, but that was allowed. Like, that was we part were, of the job. That was allowed, for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we should stop there. Just okay. In case, yeah. Know, anybody hears that. Our, our days as Red Bull girls. I'm trying to think the about good old days. What my favorite shift was. The Windsor trip the Windsor was, was up there. Yeah. Definitely up there. We were there for days on end. Yeah. It was at least a, a full weekend. Did we sleep? I don't, I don't. I don't know. I have a bad memory, like to begin with. But Anyways. mix a little vodka and Red Bull in there and. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so many things have happened since our days as Red Bull oh girls gosh. 14 years ago-ish, 14 Crazy. years ago-ish, not to give our ages away. Um, and you are a business owner now. Yeah. Actually, the, believe it. the very first time you ever, you're a makeup artist, right? Right. The very first time <laughs> you ever did anyone's makeup was mine at the Red Bull office. Yeah, so, no, we went to, like, Humber College and, like, did it in, like, the cafeteria or, like, one of the waiting areas or something. We did? Yeah, because I was going to school at Humber for makeup, and I was working at Red Bull at the time. I think it might have even been on shift. No, <laughs> this is my re- my recollection of it. We had finished shift, or we were on shift, <laughs> and we were going out after our shift, and so we came back to the office early, and you did my, Maybe and you did my makeup. Did. No, I'm pretty sure it was you. It was like very dark in there. Excuse me, I remember it being, the lighting not being good, and I remember purple eyes. Purple. Yes. It was me, but I thought it was at the office. <laughs> pretty sure it was at Humber College. Okay. But. Anyways, anyways, yeah, that was hilarious. I was the inspiration for Pam's <laughs> next 14 years of her life. Oh my gosh. It was probably like the worst makeup ever. I think it was dope. <laughs> she doesn't have very high standards. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, and we kind of reconnected after like a while because um, you booked me to do your makeup 
and yeah, so now we sort of kind of rekindled the love. I know. <laughs> um, you did a much better job the second time. Thanks. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, and so you've built... What I actually love watching on your Instagram is the way you bring your vision to life um, in your studio and through your business and like... This studio literally did not look like this when you moved in here. And it's just like so you. So talk to me about about like building a business and bringing your vision to life because I don't think it's not an easy, I mean, it's not an easy feat. Yeah. Um, I kind of just jump and do things and like grow wings, <laughs> Red Bull pun, along the way. Um, like I didn't really have a solid um, idea of what the hell I was going to do, to be honest. I remember... So how I got into this space was I'd been doing freelance, like as you mentioned, like for quite some time since I'd been doing makeup for like 12, 13 years or whatever before that. So for a chunk of time before I opened my commercial space, but um, we actually, I was doing the, the beauty services from my home and we got like a notice from our, cause we're in a condo corporation that they didn't want me to have my business in my home. I was technically not supposed to. So, so many people have their businesses I in know, their home. But like, somebody complained so it's what it is so I took that as like my kick to actually do something that I've been wanting to do for so many years and I just went ahead I didn't have like any money to do it I was just like oh like I don't know like <laughs> babe like how are we gonna do this and so my husband was supporting you know me doing this and we found out in uh, in June or July that I uh, had to be out of my house for my business purposes by August we got this space in September and I opened in October Wow. So it all happened like super fast. Um, I really had no idea what I was doing. Like this has been such a learning curve for me. Like I have no really business background. Like I worked at Mac, I taught makeup, but I had really no business background. So it was, it's all been trial and error. Um, and it's been pretty crazy. Um, in terms of like the visual, I just like heavy on Pinterest. I liked pink <laughs> and I just like, yeah, ordered a bunch of stuff on Wayfair, which I no longer support because of all of the stuff that's going the, on with that yeah we won't touch that with a 10-foot pole but um yeah it's super cute and a lot of you know everyone that comes in here they're like oh it's so cute in here so it's definitely it's a it definitely is me like um floral and pink like super girly and yeah I love this space um it's been three years since I've had it three years in October and yeah so that's I don't know <laughs> a long answer but that's kind of how it went down um, it is super girly in here and I absolutely love it. I love this flower wall. I remember the first time I took a photo in front of it, I was like, did you, I 100% thought you bought it. I should have. You made it. <laughs> How long did it take you? Oh my God, like three weeks. Three weeks? Well, like not consecutively, but okay. I was like, oh yeah, like I'll, I'll just do this like this weekend. Three weeks later, $600 later. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, like, you should have bought it. Oh my God. I was planning to do like seasonal walls, like change it up based on like what's yeah. going on. And like after I finally got this thing assembled and put up, I was like, that is not coming down. And now actually yeah. people recognize it like as my brand. So I'm glad that I stuck with it. Um, I hope flower walls don't go out of style too soon because I'm still feeling it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it in here. It's amazing. It's my color scheme, you know? Is it your color scheme? This is my color yeah. scheme. Well, I know you love glitter. I'm all about glitter. So. I love <laughs> glitter. I would literally glitter my entire life if I could. I don't know if it would be accepted well <laughs> in like the business world. You, you know. have to be you, Jen. I have to be me. Right. Thank you. And the right people will be attracted to you and all your glitter. Oh, gosh, thank you. I get it. 
I'm so happy you get it. Not a lot of people get that. They think I'm so extra. One time, I'm sorry. <laughs> this, this entire podcast is like one time at band camp. <laughs> I just tell all my stories. I bought this sequin top from BCBG. It was like platinum with sequins all over. And then the sleeves could like come off. It, oh, cool. I honestly looked like a, like a sexy alien. And then it had like <laughs> a slit slits here. And then it was like form-fitting and then it was like, kind of had like a peplum thing but then it went like a little long and it was like all silver sequins and then like one day I just thought I'm gonna wear this to the office did it hurt though was it like I wore something underneath like it, if you didn't wear anything underneath it would like scratch, scratch yeah yeah because there was like that chiffon material yeah. anyways I wore it to the office and I had to go to a lecture at school after and my friend told me I looked like the entertainment like, there was going to be an event, and I was going to perform at it. You know what? Anyways. When I, I, when I, before I went to, um, before I went to Humber, I went to um, Sheridan College in Oakville, and I went to, like, an arts and craft program. And I rolled in there my first day, mini skirt, looked like I was going to a club, straight clubbing. <laughs> Makeup done, hair did, everything did. And um, I just rolled into like the hippiest class ever, and they were like wearing like overalls with paint on them, and had their like didn't shave their overalls. armpits, and I was just like, wow, I do not fit in here. Oh no! <laughs> and only after I went to school for fashion and cosmetics, where I was like, these are my people. Yeah. So maybe you just weren't with your people. I know. I you think know? I found my people now. <laughs> Good. I think I got That's them. That's okay. Sometimes you have people. to wear weird outfits to like. So just express ourselves. Yeah. That's what's it's happening. It's not even weird. Like, that's just who I was at that time. Exactly. So. I'm with you. Bitch. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> we got a little sidetracked. Yeah. That's okay. That's what we do. So you built this amazing business with no business background, just a will and a way. Um, and here we are. How, so how long have you been in business? So technically, like, since I've had my commercial space, three years. Uh-huh. Um, but like I said, I've been sort of freelancing, yeah. like, for a minute now. Okay, so three years in this space. Um, talk to me. I, you know, I just graduated from business school, and I always love to hear like real life stories and understand uh, how people do it because I think everyone, while at the end of the day, I think we all have achieved a lot of the same goals. We've done it in very different ways. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about your biggest business learning. Um, you should just hire people to do the shit that you're not too good at. Facts. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, last year, I so I switched over like my bookkeeping stuff to QuickBooks. I was like, I want to do it properly, la la la. And I had hired a bookkeeper, and then that person that owned the company ended up selling the business to somebody else, and someone else took it over, and they kept sending me like bills that were like outrageous, and I was like, mm, I'm gonna do this myself. Yeah. So I took a little course, <laughs> like two hours long. I was like, I'm gonna do my own bookkeeping to save me money. Oh no. Let me just tell you how I'm still getting last year's stuff sorted out and it's probably cost me like I won't even go into the numbers it's absolutely ridiculous and it has impacted my business and my personal and my financial life in like so many ways because I thought I would just like save a little money and do it myself um like this is a lesson I already knew but I just had to learn like multiple times the hard way (laughs) it needed to be reinforced (laughs) yeah um that's a big one for me and, and I think I hear a lot of other like entrepreneurs say the same thing like just hire the people to do the things that don't bring you joy because at the end of the day it's just taking time and energy out of the things that you love to do 
that you could be probably making way more money at than doing stuff that you're just like, you know, <laughs> not designed to do. That's yeah. cool. I'm a makeup artist. I'm stick to that. <laughs> I tried to do my own taxes last year and apparently I messed them up. Like, I don't know. I got a, I have an accountant now and she's like, mm, I have to fix this. Yeah. No, it's a big deal. Like you don't want to mess with the government. Like I didn't mean to mess with them. No, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying. I'm just, <laughs> I just thought I'm it was. with you. <laughs> I thought it would be easy. It was easy, but I think th- what she said is I missed some things. Yeah. Just hire a professional. That's true. Like, it seems annoying in the beginning to, like, and it's hard sometimes to let go of certain things. Like, mm-hmm. we just want to do all the things. But, you know, we do have to wear mm-hmm. a lot of hats, but sometimes we just need to get to a point where we just pass off certain things to other people because it's just honestly going to be best for you, your sanity, and at the end of the day, like, your time and money, too. Yeah. Yeah. How has COVID um, impacted your business? I'm hearing, well, we all know that small businesses, um, I mean, all businesses are suffering throughout um, this pandemic. Um, and so talk to me about how business has yeah. been since January. Well, I don't, I don't think all businesses have been suffering. Like if you consider some industries are actually flourishing, right? Like, like my, Amazon. My husband's <laughs> in the manufacturing um, mm-hmm. business and they they were like on fire like obviously yeah amazon <laughs> yeah they produce shipping materials so like there's a lot of different businesses that were thriving but a lot of small businesses and businesses that are um service based for example like obviously were directly impacted because we were like actually not allowed to offer the service nor did we right. feel comfortable especially at the beginning we were like all thought we we're gonna die so we were just like like as soon as I heard, I closed before I was even mandated to close because, uh, you know, I have two kids at home and I just didn't feel comfortable, um, you know, having, allowing people into the space. And I also didn't have someone watching my kids at the time, right? So obviously that was the decision that I had to make. Um, yeah, while we were closed for like four and a half months and we like, I just got some of my numbers back and we were like down about 90% for those four and a half months. 90%. Yeah, just over like 91, 92%. So it's like, and that was, I mean, we were completely shut. So that even that little 10% or 8%, whatever, that was just me like trying to pivot, you know, like yeah. still bring in some revenue during that time to, you know, keep, we still had the same overhead. Um, there wasn't a lot of things available for small business owners. Like I was in this weird kind of little category cause I'm like smaller than the average small business. Um, so it was like yeah definitely difficult like in that time in terms of like the financial aspect of it at least but uh personally like i actually kind of enjoyed the slowdown and the time of like reflection um and like me actually doing a few things that i had said i was going to do for like three years like start my online makeup course as you know like i was just like too scared to do it or whatever i had all these like limiting beliefs as to why i shouldn't do it or why i couldn't do it i was too busy blah 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 and I launched it and I've had students and I've had like good feedback on it and everything. So in many ways, it has been like a blessing to me as well. That's awesome. Um, I, there's so many things that I want to unpack from that. First, 90% is insane yeah. and unsustainable. For sure. Like, I mean, for a certain amount of time, like you could swing it. Mind you, I was coming off my slow season. We specialize in bridal beauty services. And like, obviously, like in Canada and Toronto, um, our wedding season is like, may to like october and so all of our weddings for 2020 like pretty much all of them have been either canceled dumbed down to like a micro wedding which Mm -hmm. is like a one or two service versus like a 14 service wedding or rescheduled to next year so not only like a direct impact from those months that we were closed but also like 
ongoing into the rest of this year like our numbers have changed as well so yeah crazy so what do you what do you do (laughs) well what I've done is I started to um move some of uh products online so I started as I mentioned before I created the online makeup course I uh started pushing retail products I started doing YouTube videos um I also started becoming a distributor for Sunless Solution so I just (laughs) I did all the things I probably was supposed to be doing before um, to have a more well-rounded business, but now I'm offering those in conjunction with the services. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, I did what I could, right? Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of businesses either tried to or did execute um, creating content throughout throughout the, like, main... I guess, months of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and your content is content that you've been talking about doing for a really long time. Yeah. And so it almost sounds like a little bit of a blessing in disguise that you were pushed into it because yeah. you had nothing, you had nothing else to in do. My life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a push kind of person. Like I have a lot of ideas, but I think I have so many things going on that I don't always, or sometimes could be limiting, you know, beliefs of myself, you know, for whatever reason that I don't do it. And uh, yeah, once I like push comes to shove, then I just end up being like, well, no time like now, <laughs> might as well do it. So, but I think that's, that's natural, right? Like that's normal um, for people. So it forces us to go through these seasons where we actually have to learn and grow. 100%. Um, right. So I think it's for a lot of people, I've been hearing a lot of similar stories where people are just forced to step outside of their comfort zones and get on podcasts and get on live streams and get on YouTube and do all the things that we knew we should have been doing before, but we were too scared to, or we had excuses. So yeah. I'm a firm believer of everything happening for a reason on a macro scale and also a micro scale. So it sounds like, it sounds like you were pushed in the right direction and now you're in the fun figuring it out phase. (laughs) Once again. I find myself in that phase a lot yeah. also. I, I kind of, uh, I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the little bit of like the uncertainty of it all. I get bored if everything's a little too monotonous or too routine-like or too expected. And um, so I kind of like it in a weird way. I, I like it too, but I think we're weirdos. <laughs> like I think people listening and like a lot of people who hear me in life are like, what are, what? Is happening. No, I like it. I like it and too. And I like when I hear things like people up and moving to the other side of the world or just doing like super extreme like things that they're like really passionate about. I'm like, that's awesome. Like I love to see when people do that. So this is why we get along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your online course. Yeah. So um, basically it is uh, designed for professional makeup artists or beauty lovers or people who are looking to sort of Um, level up their beauty and makeup game but I also heavily concentrated on two different areas of business which I think were really lacking when I was in school and also when I taught at beauty schools no offense to the beauty schools that I've taught at but as an individual going through the process of actually trying to run and grow my own business that marketing for beauty professionals is different than marketing for others other businesses and also the marketing that's provided in school is just like not very relevant to like what's actually happening like in social media like it's just hard to keep up Mm -hmm. you know Um, as well as mindset because you know as I kind of briefed on before like certain beliefs that you have can actually stop you from doing the things that you were designed to do 
Yeah. So like if you don't have confidence to do it or if you don't think you can do it for X, Y, Z reasons, you're just not going to do it. So you're not going to accomplish what you, you know, dream to accomplish mm-hmm. because you're just stuck. Um, and we find all kinds of excuses as to why we don't think we can do something when at the end of the day, it's all in our heads. So what was one of your main, uh, mental blocks? Mm. I had like a lot of insecurities about putting myself on camera just like this. Look at this. And now we're here. Yeah. Like it's so silly because I'm in the beauty industry and I always like empower and encourage women to like do what they love to do, especially being like a beauty teacher. Like I am, am empowering these people to do it. Yeah. I wasn't doing it myself. Right. So just taking that like look in the mirror and just being like, well, whatever. Like I thought everything had to be so perfect. Like I was following, you know, it's so bad when you follow some people, grass seems greener on the other side. Like, oh, they're bits like, they have this many followers. They do this many weddings. They, you know, their salon looks like this or whatever the case may be. Like all those thoughts in your mind where you compare to other people, right? And I just didn't think like I was good enough for whatever reason. Like I was like, well, after I do this, well, after I do this, I'll be good enough to put myself out there, you know, but um, I just started to put myself out there just how I was. And since I've been doing that, not only do I feel more confident, like talking and, and working and being on camera and whatnot, but I'm starting to attract the people that actually resonate with me. Um, so it's all been good. <laughs> yeah, it's been hard. And like, not everyone's going to like you. And that's hard too, you know, but um, I think it's the best way to do it. So I think it's really easy to say, well, I had this mental block and then I just did this, but I think there's a lot of, a lot more work that goes into it. Or was that not the case? Did you just say, I'm going to go on camera and get over it? (laughs) So I started, um, I became a trainer for a company called Spray Tan Class. They're based in um, San Diego and I'm the trainer for Toronto and like Southern Ontario. And she has made like a multi six figure business basically off of putting herself out there. And when I joined her team, she basically was like, okay, go ahead and make some videos and send them to me and we'll put them on my YouTube channel. And (laughs) so I just jumped into it. Like I just did it. Right. So for me, it kind of was just a decision. I do think everything ultimately at the end of the day is, is a decision. Mm -hmm. Once we make the decision, we just do it. It might be messy in the beginning. Um, and it probably still is like, I'm still not, I don't have the most confidence on camera. I stumble my words. I find myself to be awkward, but I'm like, whatever, I'm just doing it. So right now I'm growing through it and I'm doing up and I'm showing, I'm doing it and I'm showing up messy. So that's just, um, I'm still in the process of like getting there. (laughs) I think you're great. Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) She has to say that. I don't have to say anything. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Um, And so your online course is not only in like makeup techniques, it's in the business of beauty. Yeah. So the marketing aspect of it, like mostly social marketing, Mm -hmm. um, as well as some mindset stuff as well. Yeah. So speaking of mindset, I know the last time you and I were talking about business and the different trainings you uh, take part in, we were talking about like a cold shower. I forget exactly what it was, but I remember going home and trying, like getting into a cold shower. I'm like, Pam said this is going to work. Okay. I don't remember why. First of all. (laughs) (laughs) So backstory, 
Um, I went to a couple Bob Proctor seminars, so lucky to be a part of them. And I met some super amazing people from all over the world. And I was part of a mindset um, like mastermind where we'd have like weekly calls and just chat like about all kinds of different stuff. And one of the guys on the call was like, yeah, you should um, have a cold shower because X, Y, Z. And I was like, we're all in the group. We're like, yeah, we're going to do it. But what was X, Y, Z? Tell us. So well, I know there's like definitely health related benefits <laughs> to having a cold shower. You'll have to Google that if you want to find out what they are. But um, I know there's health related benefits, but more so it's like, uh, you know, taking um, something that you're telling yourself to do and then actually doing it when it really, really sucks, you know, because in life, sometimes we have to decide like, yeah, we're going to do this. And then you have to follow through with it, even though, you know, like this part is going to suck. So the trick with the cold shower is to start hot, enjoy your shower. And then what I do is I like close my eyes and I just crank it to cold and then I try to count to like 40 seconds. 40 is too many seconds. <laughs> we'll start with 10 if you want. But you know what happens after a while? You just kind of get like super numb. And then when you get out, it's so much fun. I was like laughing hysterically like the first time I did it, like so loud. My husband was like, what's going on there? And then it feels really warm when you get out. You don't feel cold. Like, you know, when you have a hot shower and you get out and you're like, oh, it's cold. No, when you get out of a cold shower, you're like, this is awesome. So That's it's actually kind of cool. I haven't done it in a while, to be honest. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay. So you do that there are health benefits though like i've um, i had a trainer once who told me to get into um a hot shower right enjoy it um and then when you turn the water to like extremely cold it um what did he say i might be messing it up and giving everyone really wrong information but he, i think he basically said the really cold water makes all of the blood rush maybe i don't remember i know it does help with like if you work out it helps with like muscle generation yeah. i think again not a health expert don't quote me on this but tony robbins does it so like right it had to do with extracting like the stale blood in your muscles that's left there because when they contract like some blood yeah, gets stuck, that makes sense. stuck in there and then the cold water one of the temperatures of water <laughs> helps draw that out okay I mean, I, I felt good after I did it. I think it's something like, it's like a vitamin. Like you can't necessarily feel it right away, but like over time it has its benefits, right? It's very hard. <laughs> it's very hard. It's hard. But like when you do something that's hard and you told yourself you're going to do it and you do it, even if it's as simple as a cold shower, don't you feel like good about yourself? Isn't it like a good start to your day? It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. So the one thing I need to do that is hard that I have been putting off is going back to the gym but the gyms were closed yeah so so you didn't that was so that excuse. was your excuse no I played tennis every day like almost every day and I like exercised outside but I don't I just feel like yeah I don't know yeah it's not the same I was just doing like I found this girl on YouTube that I really liked um and she has like an awesome uh, yoga class mm -hmm. so I was just doing like her yoga class and yeah. I started running but like I wasn't really committed to that so it was kind of like a half-ass I can't run. Even when I was fit, even when I was like 25 pounds lighter, probably, and like really fit, like I would go and train with my trainer and people in the gym would be like, wow, like they would comment on like how hard I worked out, right? Good job. Thank you. <laughs> even at that time, running was yeah. not a thing. Like I was dating, I was 
living in Cape Town and like dating a guy who lived in Johannesburg and he would come to Cape Town like on the weekends to hang out and he wanted to go for a run. He was like, pack your running shoes. And I told my trainer and he was like, yeah, you probably don't want to do that. It's going to be embarrassing for you both. <laughs> she shouldn't discourage you like that. That's not very no, nice. No, but that was the advice I needed. Like, well, I'm going to go look like a fool. This guy I'm dating. Just like run on my she own She looks time. fit, but. <laughs> I was fit. I was. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, running's not for everybody. And I'm kind of like, I'm not committed to it all the time. But I do enjoy the process of it. Like, I love, I downloaded the Nike running app. And they have like a mindset um, like program on there, which is super cool. Cause yeah, I'm into that. So that's, that's sort of fun. So it's kind of like my time to, um, you know, just chill, but still move at the same time. Um, like I'm really into that, but I'm kind of lazy and I don't always do it. So again, mm. one of those things. Everyone's talking about this Nike running app. Like can you run on there with like Forrest Whitaker? And that was a bad example, but like, um, are there like, cele- like, how does it work? So they have, hold on, let me pop it up. I know they have the head coach from Nike and then they have the guy who has that mindfulness app. I can't remember well, what like, his name is. Are there different profile? Like, are there people you can like, well, I always with? do the like, mindfulness one. So I don't know if there's other people. So I just do that one where that guy, the head coach, and then the guy who like owns or is the founder of like the mindfulness okay. app. Um, I like that. I like theirs a lot, so I haven't like mm-hmm. tried any other ones. I always just do theirs. Okay, we're jumping all over yeah. the place. Sorry. No, don't be sorry at all. <laughs> That's just how this podcast goes. It's, par- it's more like ninety five percent my fault. I will give you five percent of the blame. Um, so, I I really wanted to unpack how COVID uh, affected your business and forced you to pivot. And you're so you're so good at pivoting. Like I'm always so impressed at how easily you pivot and make a plan and you're just like so flexible and you smile while you do it. Not everyone can smile while they're pivoting. A lot of people pace and are grumpy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) yeah, I definitely try not to be grumpy. Like obviously I've had like a few moments, like, you know, a few little breakdowns and like, um, a lot of questions, but, um, what happened during this time was actually my lease was expiring in October, um, which would be the three years. And so I had, I knew I had to make a decision at that point, um, you know, what I was going to do. So I had started shopping around for different locations just so that I was aware of what my options were basically, um, in terms of, you know, potentially having a new space or if I'm going to stay or what the case may be. Like, obviously my goal when I got the space was not to move after three years because, you, you know, put so much work oh into God, it. This place was so hideous before yeah I put so much work and money and time and I do love this um, space it's very well lit and my clients love it and it's a really good location excuse me but um, I wanted just to be open to whatever was Mm -hmm. going to happen and whatever was going to work best for my business myself and my family and um, so when I found out um, what the new terms were going to be on the lease um well, my head almost blew off my shoulders. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, pause. Were you were you required to pay rent while you had to close for yeah, COVID? Yeah. The whole time? Yeah. Was is that even was that allowed? So um the landlords were it was optional for them to um apply for the circus, so like the rent relief program. So my landlord actually is doing it now. Um, but we haven't been reimbursed for anything as of yet. Um, but I'm hoping that things will go through and like I will get something back (laughs) 90% of your revenue 
was lost yeah. due to COVID and you, were, you still had full expenses, still had to pay for Well, it. not full expenses because um, obviously like my, all of my like set expenses, but like I did some things like I took away one of my phone bills because I had two phones. So I got rid of one phone. I had to lay off my like part-time receptionist, my beauty um, um, coordinator. So I had to lay her off. And obviously, since I wasn't doing services, I wasn't paying out any contractors right. or anything like that, right? So obviously, not all of my expenses were the same, but um, all of my, like, set overhead pretty much stayed the same, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So your lease is coming up in October. You're shopping around for places. You're still paying full rent during COVID <laughs> and still smiling somehow. Yeah. Then what happens? So, uh, yeah. So basically, I found out that he's asking for... a. Well, it was almost a 50% increase when he initially brought 50 it. 50%? <laughs> Is this the mafia? <laughs> well, I know that it was getting like a pretty decent price to begin with. Um, but I so I started, first of all, I didn't fully understand the terms of the lease. So I hired someone to, to help me out with that. And they explained to me what it all meant and how um, some expenses were variable and some were set and things like that. So it was more like 30% plus these additional fees that might vary, right? Um, based on property and, and things That's like that. still so much. Yeah. So it worked out in total after the three years, it would be approximately 50% more pretty much than I was paying the past three years. So I was like, okay, well, that is pretty crazy. <laughs> so moving started to become like more of an option for me at that point. And um, I actually had found another property in Toronto. I was thinking to relocate to downtown Toronto with the beaches because it ended up being cheaper than this space. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to move, like I might as well just be crazy and like try to expand during a global pandemic, right? <laughs> just, you know, go all in. <laughs> like, but the more and more I started thinking about it, the more and more I realized that it probably wasn't the best idea for my family considering I'm like the main caregiver for, I have two kids. Um, and I didn't know if they're going back to school or what the case may be. So um, we end up uh, selling our house like on a whim, basically, and purchasing a property that actually has a commercial space in it, which is just five minutes from where I live right now. So we take possession of that place in October. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So, okay. So you <laughs> decided to sell your house. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so funny. You told me this story on the phone. And you were just like, yeah, so you guys were kind of looking for places and you had like told the real estate agent, also just look for places with, if it, if it has a salon attached, like we're also interested in that and you never told your husband? Yeah, well, like my, first of all, my husband wasn't really down for me moving at all. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't want me to move my space at all because he, you know, it wasn't just my money that was put into this place. Like it was our money, like it was our money that we took out of, you know, our home equity in order to like do this. Right. So this is, you know, <laughs> a lot of his decision. Um, and I wanted him to be supporting like what I did. Right. But when I started bringing more and more information to him, he started realizing like, this isn't, this isn't smart. Right. Um, so yeah, I was looking for commercial spaces and then I just let the realtor know if you see any properties that are for sale, um, and I had convinced him to go, I'm like, oh, let's just go look for fun. You know, <laughs> I had convinced him to go look at the house for fun with no intentions really to do it. But in the back of my mind, I'm just like, well, we'll do it if we're going to do it, you know, mm -hmm. but he had no intentions on like uprooting our family basically. <laughs> um, but when we saw the house, we both just left and we were kind of like, um, I think we should do this. We both just felt like we should do it, you know? Uh, so we just did it. 
That's amazing. <laughs> and it all happened in like two weeks. Like again, happened very quickly. Like our house was not for sale. We were not planning on doing anything. So we like renovated the house. We got it staged. We put it up for sale. Um, and it all just like worked out. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Well, he did the same thing to you kind of with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, he did. Yes. I wasn't a dog person. Now I'm like, you love the, dog the dog is like my bestie. <laughs> So backstory, Pam didn't, you tell the story. Yeah. Like I, I'm not a dog person. Sorry, all you dog mamas, but I was not a dog person. Like it was not me. Like when dogs came around, I was like, I was also like that with kids and I have kids. So (laughs) they grow on you. Um, Yeah. I was not a dog person. Like since the day we met, he was telling me he's going to get a dog and I was legit like putting the relationship on the line. Like if it's me or the dog, like even like owning a house and having two kids, I'm like, it's me or the dog. Like, so I was definitely not a dog person. And he basically contacted somebody to like adopt this dog and like made an appointment to like go see the dog. Just to drive like four hours or something stupid. I don't even know. It took forever to get there to see this dog. And then we got in a fight about it while we were there. Like, I, no, I'm like, this dog's crazy. We're not getting the dog. <laughs> we drove and left without getting the dog. And then I was like, fine, go back and get the dog. <laughs> so I'm like a lot more difficult than he is, I think. Oh my God. I can't believe you guys left the poor dog there. You went and saw him and you left First of there. all, the reason why the person didn't want the dog is because the dog was too damn crazy. So you could see why I was a little nervous to get the dog. The dog was legit crazy. Were they, like, they were open and honest about the fact that the dog was crazy? Well, they had, like, a little toddler, and I guess he kept jumping on them. And, like, he's just, like, he's a minpin, so he's just, like, intense. Like, his energy levels are, like, 100 all the time, so. Okay, so you guys drove back and got the dog, (laughs) and now you love the dog. I love the dog. Yeah. What's, it's a a boy. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, Nico. Look at how you smile when you say it. (laughs) (laughs) yeah I like the dog like especially during like the pandemic we were like stuck at home all the time like all I did was like walk the dog so we we bonded are you you guys the best of friends in the house or is it I think he likes me the most yeah Yeah. (laughs) he doesn't know that you almost left him (laughs) with the family who didn't want him (laughs) oh my gosh that's so funny So what's this transition period going to look like for you um, as you transition out of this space and into your new space? I have no idea. Um, Well, for me, I've had uh, tenants in here renting with me. So I've had uh, like a waxing girl, a lash girl. I I have amazing um, medical esthetician, Botox lady, Vicky in here right now. And I've had hairstylists. So I've had people in here basically helping me um, you know, pay for the rent and just, you know, helping me build awareness of the business because we've used cross references of our clients and things like that. So I'm going to be, um, back in the space by myself. So that's going to be a little bit different. Um, and of course my children will be in the same house as me on the same property. So that should be interesting. Ooh, how are you going to manage that? <laughs> uh, well, they're going back to school, hopefully. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. That's true. They're going back to school. So, um, yeah, I think it will be good. Because, I mean, when I'm here and 
sometimes they've had to come here like some Thursday evenings and Sundays a lot of times when I don't have childcare they've had to come and they're like sitting like in the staff room like on their devices (laughs) yeah so I think it will be better that they can actually be in their own house and I don't have to have a babysitter I don't have to send them to daycare and all that stuff so um so for a lot of reasons it's going to be better and like easier on our family so I think it will be it should be good I hope that I'm just as productive you know I think you will be. It's a separate space from the living yeah, space. It's a totally right? separate space. Yeah. So, um, I think but, it'll be cool. You don't have to, like go anywhere. I know. I was thinking that the other day when I like forgot my tanning tent at the house and I had to do a mobile tan and then I had to come back here and go there and then go there. And I was like, if I had it all in one place then I wouldn't have to like yeah. go anywhere. So, um, it'll definitely be convenient for sure. Mm. Are renovations going to be involved? Yeah, girl. The house is a fixer upper. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> It's such a fixer-upper. So the house was owned uh, by the realtor, actually, and he had tenants in there. And anytime, like, no offense to the tenants, in case you ever listen or watch this, but the, you know, an owner usually cares more about the property than a rental tenant, um, and it needs a little love, but okay, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. So are you going to, is there going to be, like, a, a time period where you're not offering services as you transition? Um, I'll probably block off a couple of days just so... Oh, just I can a couple actually... days. I was in my head thinking of like months. No, hell no. <laughs> um, probably just a few days while we're actually doing the move. And then um, I'll probably just offer mobile for like a couple weeks or something like mm-hmm. that until we like get proper into the space and like renovated and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that everything will be done like mid to late October. But with renos, I think everything always takes longer. So we'll see. Okay, so you've gone through... A lot in the last uh, few months, as I think a lot of business owners have. Um, and so what advice do you have for other small and medium business owners who um, are facing the same kind of difficulties and more so other people who maybe don't have a business background who want to start their own thing and who who want to move away from, you know, like working for someone to working for themselves? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I'll answer the second one first. So people okay. who are thinking of getting into the business, first of all, um, I think we, ha- there's never going to be a perfect time. Like even if you want to do it right now, you should just do it right now because maybe it means you start to practice or you start to get certifications for, you know, whatever you're doing or right. you start to make progress. It doesn't have to be perfect. You're just, you just should start doing it and like, don't figure out all of the house, like just make a decision that you're going to do it and just start doing it. Yeah. So that's one thing to answer your first question. And then for people who are already in the situation, um, who it's like, I see a lot of places shutting down. Right. And that breaks my heart. And I had one girl actually reach out to me and say, she wants to sell all of her spray tanning equipment and solution. She just started. Do, do I want to buy it? And I was like, what, what do you mean you, you want to sell it? Like you just started and you're stopping just because of this. Like, no, like you have to keep going. Like as an entrepreneur and a business owner, like there's always going to be shit that happens. There's always going to be roadblocks. There's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be haters. There's always going to be somebody that wants to see you not succeed, you know? And like, you can't stop because of that. Like, it's just going to look different. Like the river doesn't stop going to the ocean. If there's a rock in the way, like it just goes around it, you know, Mm -hmm. like that isn't the path that we wanted to take, but we have to keep moving um and just for like a logistical aspect of it like if you are getting into a commercial space like get your lawyer to review the hell out of your lease like I was like oh I 
I specifically remember my lawyer asking like, this isn't very good lease. Like how like serious do you want me to do this? Or like, how hard do you want me to be? Or do you just want the space? I was like, I just want the space, (laughs) you know? And like, I don't regret it because I learned. Mm -hmm. But if I was to go backwards and like tell my past self, like what should you do differently? um, I would have had more terms and I would have been more in the know about what was going on than just like kind of like blindly signing this paper, you know? So I would have, because I could have potentially had this place for longer or I could have, it's all happening for a reason, but like if I could have told my past self, that's what I would have told myself. So if anybody is thinking to get into, you know, a legally binding agreement that make sure that you have somebody, a lawyer that you trust, fully explain it and show you what the possible scenarios and outcomes could be. Especially now, everything's so uncertain. Like it always has been, but even more so now. I think people, especially when they're just getting into a business or or maybe their first deal as like a freelancer, it's very exciting and Mm -hmm. new Mm -hmm. and you don't anticipate or or think that these negative things are going to happen yeah. so far down the road. Yeah. You think like I'll you don't know it. what you don't know. Exactly. Right? So if you can <laughs> learn from my mistake and again I don't think it was a mistake because I wouldn't be everything is just aligned the way it's supposed to be, but sometimes you could just save yourself a little heartache for a little money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And any advice for people who experienced exactly what you did throughout the COVID months and are still kind of suffering or thinking about how to pivot? Um, for me, like I took a lot of time to do a lot of meditation and to do a lot of reading and just like to be outside. Like, do you know what forest bathing is? No. <laughs> so it's basically <laughs> just like when you walk outside in the forest, but you're supposed to like listen to all the sounds and like look at everything and just be like very present oh, with the moment. Nice. Yeah. So like for me, I just took a lot of time to really like slow down. It's something I'm not good or natural at doing. Um, and it helped me to realize what some of my priorities were. And, and and funny enough, my priorities were my family and like my relationship with my husband, right? And like as an entrepreneur, like, you know, a working mom or whatever, like we're just like, go, 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 go. But sometimes other things that, especially like kids, like they grow so fast, you know, so um, it helped me to realize that I wanted to prioritize my life a little bit different. Like I did the thing here. I did the thing and I did pretty good, you know, and that was fun and it was great and it was challenging and I, and I grew, but I wanted to slow down and step back a little. And so I think it's just important for us to figure out and it's okay. Like I was like, oh, it's my pride. Like I want to be a salon owner. Like, it, you know, it's sad that I, that I'm leaving, but at the end of the day, what is what's the most important thing to me? Like if I lose my salon, how am I going to feel? If I lose my family, how am I going to feel? Like what is the most important thing to me at the end of the day? And ultimately, I think if we all think about it, our relationships are should and are the most important mm-hmm. thing, right? So it's just about finding like, and I was listening to um, like a woman's business event last weekend called Wake Up to Level Up, which I spoke on, but that's another topic. Um, and one of the ladies was saying that it's not just about balance, but it's about harmony. Cause we all say, oh, we need balance, but like, what does that really mean? Like we just should be in harmony with like what's going on in our lives and okay. If things change and pivot and slow down and you get redirected because we can't control everything, you know? Mm-hmm. 
I don't get emotional. <laughs> don't get emotional. Yeah. Or get emotional. Yeah. It's okay to get it's emotional. A, yeah, it's just like, it's kind of like an awakening, you know? And I, and I hope that people can take it as that because there's so much... There's always been so much negativity going on, but I think now with social media, there's like this magnifying glass on like every single problem. It's just like in your face 24 seven. So I think it's just like, okay to like slow down and disconnect and, and, you know, really figure out what it is that you want to do, you know? Such wise words. I think, I, I think it's so, you hear them and you're like, yeah, well that makes sense, but you need the constant reminder mm-hmm. because everyday life, if you're not, well, for me, at least, if I'm not consciously thinking, I need to slow down, I need to just, like, chill out, I need to reset, mm-hmm. I won't do it. Yeah, same. I'll just keep going. So it, this kind of, like, forced a lot of people to, like, take mm-hmm. that reset. And I know we were, like, having that discussion before, like, and we were so grateful that, like, mm-hmm. you know, some people's situations are, like, not downplaying the severity of, like, this, you know, what is going on in the world and everything like that, like... But we are so grateful that we were able to find something good out of the situation yeah. and um, make the best out of it, right? And I think that, like, isn't that just, like, a general, like, life lesson, like, that we all know, but mm-hmm. we don't really do until we're forced mm-hmm. to again? So, yeah. We need to be reminded. Mm-hmm. Totally. All right. So, I don't know if you've listened to my podcast, but at the end, I play a fun game. <laughs> and I, like, don't even know what, like, Tinder is. I only heard of it. It's okay. You I've been married for a long time, so. You don't need to know what Tinder is to play the game. <laughs> but I can't imagine what people would actually say on there. So how do I have, like, it's, a it's chance just, at... I don't know, man. Okay. Maybe you're going to win. Okay, Look at the... Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so for the listeners, if you don't know how this game is played, I read either a message I received from a man on Tinder <laughs> or a love song lyric. And Pam has to guess... Okay. Which one it is. Okay. Um, I've been very poor at uh, preparing for the game lately. So it's going to be all lyrics from one love song and then a few a few messages. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay, ready? <laughs> Was about to say I'm booked solid till the new year. Uh Tinder? Yeah, that's Tinder. One for one. He's book solid. Like what a dumbass. Talk to you till the yeah. You had time to respond. <laughs> Facts. I must have called a thousand times. Song. Yeah. A thousand. That'd be aggressive. <laughs> I'm that asshole with two phones. Ooh, Tinder. Yeah, you're doing so good at this. <laughs> okay. At least I can say that I've tried. Did you use this on another one of your podcasts? It's possible. Tinder. Nope. Oh. That's a song. Cryptography isn't my greatest strength. Tinder. Yeah. How's this cold night? You sang it like it was a song. Well, what's your answer? (laughs) Song. Tinder. (laughs) She's tricking me. Mind games. The skies are gray, but I hope you're making the most of it. Oh my God. Tinder? Tinder, yeah. It's so typical of me to talk about myself. Song. 
Yeah. You did really good. I wasn't Woo! keeping score. We'll have to listen back. And, and I got them all except one. I was counting. I feel like you got two, but. Oh, I got two I wrong? I mean, you got two wrong. Oh, okay. I feel like. But maybe you got one wrong. I don't remember. I'm very bad. I need to keep score next time. <laughs> But anyways, thank you so much for playing that game with me. I know that you were <laughs> concerned about it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a Tinder expert. No, you don't have to be a Tinder expert. You just need to, I don't know. The song The song was um, Hello by Adele. All the lyrics were oh, from there. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I couldn't like read most of it, like hello from the other yes. side. Yes. Because then you would know. Um, and good luck. Thanks, Jen. With the move and the Thank transition. You. I can't wait to see it. It's going to look phenomenal. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to post the like before and after. Yeah. So it's pretty ugly right now. Obviously, but. we're all going to follow you on Instagram <laughs> and check it out. Yeah, 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 guys. Yeah. Please hit me up. Make a YouTube Price video. Instagram. Oh, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Make a YouTube video. Totally. So I obviously follow you on social media, so I know all of your handles. If anyone who's listening or watching wants to follow you and check out all the renovations and all the amazing things you're doing in the beauty industry, how can they do that? Priceless Beauty Graham. That's that was so easy. You can find everything else like on the Linktree profile, like my website and um, like my YouTube channel and like all the other stuff. So it's easy just to go on there. Plus I'm like live on there. So you'll catch me on there every day. Awesome. Okay, everyone. Well, awesome. thanks for listening. Thanks Bye. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs>